Good morning, church. Today is Ascension Sunday. And Ascension of, of Christ occurred 40 days after his resurrection. So that was actually this past Wednesday. But on Ascension Sunday, historically, there was a Feast of Ascension. And this was to celebrate the day that Christ ascended into heaven. So clearly, if you're hearing this message, you're unable to join us at 11 a.m. for worship. So you know what to do. Grab your cup of coffee, maybe a glass of sweet tea, and let's settle in and hear what the Lord has to say to us today. So this morning's scripture is in Luke 24, and it's verse 44 through 53. So go ahead and, and turn to Luke 24 in your Bible or open your Bible app and let's hear what the Lord has to say to us today. So again, that's Luke 24, beginning in verse 44. He said to them, this is what I told you while I was still with you. Everything must be fulfilled that is written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets and the Psalms. Then he opened their minds so they could understand the scriptures. He told them, this is written. The Messiah will suffer and rise from the dead on the third day. And repentance for the forgiveness of sin will be preached in his name to all the nations, beginning in Jerusalem. You will witness these things. I am going to send you what my father has promised but stay in the city until you have you have been clothed by the power from on high starting in verse 50 in in my bible it is labeled the ascension of jesus so verse 50 it says when he had led them out of the vicinity of bethany he lifted his hands and blessed them while he was blessing them, he left them and was taken up to heaven. They then worshipped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy. And they stayed continually at the temple, praising God. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Before we dive in, let's lift our hearts to the Lord in prayer. Dear gracious Heavenly Father, we ask that you open our minds and open our hearts. Help us to receive your message today. Pierce our hearts with it. Help us to apply it to our lives. Show us how to share your word and your promise as they are given according to scripture. We ask all things in the precious and holy name of your risen Son, and all God's people said, Amen. So I have a collection of reference books like many of you do. And many of these help me to understand scripture better because they're um, an, an historical account of what was going on in the community, in the area. But, you know, most of them were written by scholars who spent most of their lives trying to understand scripture on a fuller level. So here's a quote from one of the commentary books. It says, 
Scripture cannot be understood by the simple human mind. God has to open the minds for us to understand Scripture. Reading Scripture is not like any other reading assignment that you may undertake. Reading Scripture must begin with the dedication of your mind and your heart to God, the willingness to listen to God as He speaks to you through Scripture. Now, we understand Scripture only as God's Holy Spirit opens our mind and becomes our teacher. So this quote is actually based on scripture that's found in 1 Corinthians. It's actually 1 Corinthians chapter 2. And so if we look at 1 Corinthians 2, verse 12 and 14, it says, We have not received the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God that we may understand what God has freely given us. This is what we speak, not in words taught by human wisdom, but in words taught by the Spirit, expressing spiritual truth in spiritual words. Here, the man without spirit does not accept the things that come from the Spirit of God, for they're foolish to him. And he cannot understand them because he has not spiritually received discernment. So in this quote, the man without spirit in Greek is actually talking about the natural man. We have, we must have a, a spirit dwelling within us in order to receive discernment and find wisdom in scripture. But if we go a little further, uh, 1 Corinthians 2.16 says, For who has understood the mind of the Lord so as to instruct him? But we have received the mind of Christ. Now this scripture is actually referring back to Isaiah 40. But we've been given the mind of Christ through the Spirit so that we can understand the work of the Spirit. That's why we pray. We pray for God to open our minds and open our hearts. We pray for the Holy Spirit to teach us and give us the understanding, give us discernment and wisdom so that we can apply scripture to our lives. So back to our original scripture in Luke, if we look at verse 48, Jesus is actually talking about a promise of the Lord, a promise of the Father sent upon the disciples. The word upon, remember that, because this is a different work of the Spirit. Now, the indwelling of the Spirit, that lives within us. But now Jesus is talking about he will send the promise of the Father upon them. He tells them to stay in the city until they are clothed with the power on high. He's hinting right here what the promise of the Father is. So the promise is, is not to um, come and be saved. They've already been saved. They've already received the Holy Spirit when Jesus breathed it on them. At that moment, they were born again. Their minds were open. But now there's a promise from the Father to clothe them with a power from on high. This promise comes 
during the Feast of Pentecost. So let's remember Pentecost is, is 50 days after Passover, and it's 10 days after the ascension of Jesus. Pentecost is when everyone worshiped together and the Spirit fell upon them. See, there's that word, upon them. So in Acts, Jesus is referring to this event as the baptism of the Holy Spirit. The baptism of the Spirit is not for salvation. It is for empowerment. So let's look at Acts uh, 1 real quick. Jesus said, John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Not many days from now, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will be my witness in Jerusalem and in all of Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Friends, the end of the earth is where he's including us. Generations to come. So this is Jesus speaking to the disciples prior to his dissension. But my question, how do you know that you've been baptized in the Holy Spirit? Well, the question is very simply answered. You receive power in your faith walk. You see, when you witness and you see God moving around you in the lives of others where you have witnessed, you've been baptized in the Holy Spirit. There is a power that is flowing from heaven through you to those you are witnessing to. In the book of Acts, we see people being baptized in the Holy Spirit often. Church, we need to be praying to be baptized in the Holy Spirit every morning before we walk out the door. We need to pray to be baptized in the Holy Spirit before we meet people. We need to be baptized in the Holy Spirit so that when we witness to others, we have power within us to do the will of God, to speak the will of God, to give discernment of the will of God. We need to pray so that we can be a true vessel of God. Okay, so can we just be real for a moment? I mean, can we can we be transparent and can we be really honest about our spiritual lives at this very moment? Every year we find ourselves at the beginning of Lent. We start thinking about what we we need to give up because that's just what you do for Lent. Then we start thinking about Easter. We start planning Easter egg hunts and the meals and the fellowship. And we acknowledge Good Friday. We, we celebrate the resurrection day of Easter. Then we know the following Sunday is remembering the acts of the Holy Spirit in Pentecost. But so many of us are just checking off days of the calendar. We're going through the motions. We look at these historical events simply as that, historical events. And I'll be honest with you, this time of the year, I get fired up. And part of me gets angry because I'm tired of us looking at this as historical events and just checking it off. You know what? If you want a history lesson, go to a museum. There's an art museum. There's even a Bible museum. I promise you, I watch all the time the History Channel. They're always running biblical history on Sunday afternoons. But church, we must not forget that there will be a second coming of the Lord. 
He will not come in the form of a baby. When the Lord returns, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess, both believers and non-believers. This will be the day when the earth, all of the earth, praises the Lord. We will begin to see the rocks praising the Lord. And when that day comes, it is too late to repent and live right for the Lord. You know, I can't tell you how many conversations I've been in where someone said, oh, you know, the Bible is simply just made up stories so that man can make society act right and stop with the Cain and Abel mentality. Church, if anybody knows me personally, you know I have to fight shutting my mouth in that conversation because you can turn on the TV and there's Cain and Abel mentality still occurring centuries later after the original murder took place. For non-believers who are trying to make excuses as to why they don't need to read the Bible, on that day when the Lord returns, he will say he does not know them, so the Father will not know them. You know, during the day of Cain and Abel, the Lord was present, he was welcome, he was seen, he was heard. But today, we turn a blind eye to the Lord as children are they're just disregarded. They're looked at as property instead of precious gifts of life. So many are looking at the, at the government today to supply their needs, and I hate to break it to you. Um, let me just go ahead and break this news to you right away. The government is not able to provide for your needs. The government cannot repair marriages. The government cannot restore homes. The government cannot breathe life into a dead body. The government cannot heal at the snap of a finger. And the government cannot create something out of nothing. But let me tell you, the Almighty God is still sitting on the throne. And he wants, he so desperately wants those hearts of the non-believers and the believers to humble themselves, read scripture, and walk closer with him. Friends, no matter what we look to, to make our lives better, all blessings flow only from the Lord. God did not say life will be easy, but he will go with us and provide for us. On that day when the Lord returns, there will be many eyes that are open to things they wish they had never seen before. We need to pray for our eyes to be open and our hearts to be open to receive the word of God. Church, we need to stop playing church in our faith walk and stop acting like Sunday is a history lesson. We need to start preparing for the day when the earth will quake again. We need to be preparing for the day when the heavenly hosts escort our Lord back to earth to claim the righteous souls before the rest are left behind. Every knee will bow on that day. On the day of the second ascension, not everyone will be rejoicing. Not everyone will be welcomed into the heavenly realms. We need to prepare every day as if it was our last day on earth to prepare. We need to be praying for revival in our hearts before we can pray for revival in our communities. 
you know, church, in every class, with everything we learn, there's always a test. I want to tell you that the ultimate test is coming soon, and it's called judgment. It is the day that the Lord will return, and that day is coming soon. Let's lift our hearts to the Lord in prayer. Dear gracious Heavenly Father, we pray for a spiritual awakening in our own hearts, in our own church, in our own communities, and then in this whole world. We pray you will open the hearts and the minds for a deeper understanding of your word as we prepare for your second coming. We pray for every knee to freely bow now before the rocks outworship us. Lord, help us to draw closer to you so that we can receive your word into our hearts and be received on that day by Christ. Lord, we ask all things in the precious and holy name of your risen Son. And now we pray with one voice the way you taught your disciples to pray so long ago. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. All God's children said, Amen. I look forward to worshiping with you in person. Please remember I'm praying for each of you along this journey. But until next time, remember, speak life, be a blessing, put your faith feet into action to cause a positive revival ripping ripple effect in your communities. Until next time, much agape, everybody.